Welcome to Between the Lines podcast. I'm Jess. And I'm Janine. And we both work at the Winkler branch of the South Central Regional Library. In this podcast, we talk about books with our own twist. We talk about just the first half and predict where it might be going. And finish reading the book and discuss the second half. There will be snark, there will be spoilers, and depending on the book, there may be references to violence, sex, or other adult topics. So if that's not for you, stop listening now. All right, let's get into this week's book. All right, today's book is What Once Was Mine by Liz Braswell, A Twisted Tale. What if Rapunzel's mother drank a potion from the wrong flower? Desperate to save the life of their queen and her unborn child, the good citizens of the kingdom combed the land for the all-healing sundrop flower to cure her, but someone mistakenly picks up the blossom of the moondrop flower instead. The shimmering flower heals the queen and she delivers a healthy baby girl with hair as silver and gray as the moon. But with her mysterious hair comes dangerous magical powers, the power to hurt, not heal. For the safety of the kingdom, Rapunzel is locked away in a tower and put under the care of the powerful good wife, Mother Gothel. For 18 years, Rapunzel stays imprisoned in her tower, knowing she must protect everyone from her magical hair. When she finally decides to leave the only home she's ever known, to see the floating lights that appear on her birthday, she gets caught up in an unexpected adventure with two thieves, a would-be outlaw named Gina and Flynn Ryder, a rogue on the run. Before she can reach her happy ending, Rapunzel learns that there is far more to her story and her magical hair and her future than she ever knew. This is the 12th book in the Twisted Tales series, which is a series of books based around alternate what-if spins on classic Disney animated films. And this one was released September 2021. So a little bit of info on Liz Braswell, the author. After the sort of introverted childhood you would expect from a writer, Liz earned a degree in Egyptology at Brown University and then promptly spent the next 10 years producing video games. Finally, she caved into fate and wrote Snow and RX under the name Tracy Lynn, followed by the Nine Lives of Chloe King series under her real name, because by then the assassins hunting her were all dead. And then this is a quote from her website. Although I am an avid plant lover and gardener, I spend most of my time in a Brooklyn apartment that has no yard. Despite that, I grow tomatoes, herbs, cucumbers, and peas, and have coffee trees, a cocoa tree, and a Meyer lemon. I assume a Meyer lemon tree. When the big one comes, I'm going to be super popular as the only source of tropical products in North Brooklyn. I knit, weave, and brew my own kombucha. I do not wear patchouli or burn incense, however. (laughs) So there you go. Some fun information on Liz Braswell. So let's get into it. Mm-hmm. First off, cover, because we always forget about the cover. We always do. It's fine. <laughs> All the covers in this series are like similar like this. Like it's very, like you, if you could not speak English, you could look at this cover and go, ah, Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. I apologize to <laughs> about that accent. That's terrible. Um, the thing that bugs me is it's the moon versus the sun. It's the moon versus sun, silver versus gold. That's mm-hmm. not really reflected on the cover. Like, well, they could have done the moon silver. They could have done more of a like blue silvery glow. Yeah, it's kind of purpley. on the purple rather than the gold. Like, it feels a little bit half and half. They do and have not in a good way. The sun here, though, with the lantern. There mm-hmm. is a lantern on the front, although it's also blue. Which seems odd to me. Like, I feel like this should be more golden in color. Yeah. It, to me, it feels like someone designed the top half and someone designed the bottom half and it was not the same person. <laughs> it's not bad. Like no. I said, it's instantly recognizable as Rapunzel, which I guess arguably is what the thing is supposed to do. Yeah. But it's just one of those where I'm like, I can immediately think of five things to make the cover better. And it's and not it something that I would look at this cover and be like instantly... Oh, I should read that book. Like, the only thing yeah. about it that would probably draw me to it was the fact that it says Disney at the top. Hmm. You know? For me, it's more the tower. Okay. That's the thing that draws the eye. And But still, the moon is red. Why is the moon red? Yeah. The moon should be silver. And, like, the other thing that would probably attract me is knowing, like, I've read another book from this series. Mm-hmm. And so they all have a very similar vibe about them. Yeah. And so then I would know, oh, this is from that series. That's the thing. Like, it would be. This is the 12th book in the series. Mm-hmm. It's entirely likely that, especially being a Disney production, <laughs> <laughs> um, the cover illustrator is quite 
limited in what they can do. Yeah, that's also true. So. It does look rapunzel no, though. No offense to the person that designed it. <laughs> yeah, like, like I said, you look at it, you know that it's Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. What did you think of the story? So, I... First of all, before we get into the story, I love the dedication. I don't know if yours... Because you read a... I read the ebook. The ebook. I don't know if yours had the dedication, but it starts off for all librarians everywhere. Oh, yes. Which I was like, oh. And then I would not be the writer I am today without the special librarians in my own life. And then she lists off a bunch of people. And so I just thought, well, that was really special. And uh, maybe someday one of our patrons will list us in a book. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But I just... I really like that when, yeah. I mean, I know I promised after we did the Brandon Sanderson that I wouldn't say Brandon Sanderson anymore. <laughs> but that just reminds me of Alcatraz versus the Evil Librarians, where the main character is a young boy, and the librarians are evil, and they control the knowledge. And you just think dinosaurs are mean because you read it in a book that a librarian probably gave you, and they're portrayed as like these evil corporation, like, which I think is brilliant. But. Mm-hmm. I'll stop talking about Brandon Sanderson now. (laughs) Um, So when I started the book, I was kind of confused because it starts off in a hospital room with a girl who has cancer and her brother. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that's what's going on. And then so the brother is retelling the story of Rapunzel in his own way to his sister, who is going. They took Rapunzel and tried to do the same format as The Princess Bride. Ah, Yes. Yeah, that was my first thought. Is like, yes, that's. Am what I it reading is. the Princess Bride or am I reading Rapunzel? But not in the story way, but like not in the way in the that story it's told. Way, but in the bouncing back and forth between the narration and mm-hmm. the actual, yeah, and people. I do not care for that in this book. I think that those parts in the hospital it, are kind of unnecessary, to be honest. I'm fine with it as a general concept, providing you only show up three times: once at the beginning, once in the middle, and then at the end. <laughs> Anything more than that, and I'm going, you're taking me out of the story. Stop it. Put me back, please. Yeah. I don't I don't care for it. I think they could take out all of those parts, mm-hmm. and it would be a perfectly fine book without it. Yeah. It is, to me, completely unnecessary to the story. Like, you could easily do beginning, end, leave it at that, or just not at all. Not at all. I mean, I think there's a few fun twists in... Twists. I'm using twists very loosely there. <laughs> not even a twist. More of a slight twirl. Um... <laughs> I've had caffeine. Bad idea. Oh, dear. Um, things like she's complaining that there wasn't enough horses. Why is there no horses? Because you turned Maximum, Maximus into a guy rather than a horse. Mm-hmm. So then he throws in horses later. But... Yeah, but... Like, even, it's very, very... The, story, the horses would have shown up there anyway. The Rapunzel story would still be the same even without all of that stuff. Oh, like yeah. It's completely unnecessary to the story. And I just... Stop trying to be the Princess Bride. You're yeah. not the Princess and, Bride. Like, if you're Fred Savage and Peter Falk, okay, fine. I can, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's it works. It works in The Princess Bride, but that's because in the movie, the right? Because it's The Princess Bride. <laughs> but the, the book, The Princess Bride book is not written that way. No, no. Um, but it works in the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think it works so well here. I no, don't it, love it. It feels forced. <clears throat> Aside from that, the actual Rapunzel story is quite interesting. It is. There are certain things where I'm like, oh, I never thought about that when I'm watching Tangled. Because it's not Rapunzel, it's Tangled. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between the two. Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe in the second half you have the actual Rapunzel story, which is the one that I grew up with because my childhood was dark and twisted. Um, <laughs> yes, we will read the Rapunzel, the real Rapunzel story later. Yes. Um, it is It is very much Tangled. Yeah. And well, that's what it's supposed to be. Really. It's not... Okay, so take, for example, Lunar, The Lunar Chronicles by Marissa Meyer. Mm-hmm. They, each book is based on a fairy tale. For example, the Rapunzel one, she is in a satellite. Um, and it, she's contained there and blah, 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 blah. Falls to Earth, yada, yada. Read the story. It's actually really good. Way better than the yada, yadas are making it sound. <laughs> um, there, you can read the book and... You might pick up on the fact that it's based off of a fairy tale, but it doesn't have to be. Like, you can go in and just going, this is a good book, without having to go, mm, this is a fairy tale. This is not. This is Tangled, but the script that somebody left on the editing room floor for Tangled 2 
Yeah, like, like that's what it's supposed to be, though. Like, these are based on the movies. Oh, I know. They have the <laughs> snuggly duckling in there. I think I got it. And it's a what if, right? Like, what if this happened instead of this? Yeah. Right? Like, this, there is absolutely no doubt that this is tangled. This is, there's, there's no subtlety at all. Well, I don't the think. The story is tangled, period. I don't think they're supposed to be. But that's my point. Like, if you're looking for a twisted fairy tale that has more creativity in how they add different elements while still maintaining the same basic story and plot, this is not it. This is Tangled. That's my point. But it's different than Tangled. Only in, like, the most technical sense. (laughs) Like, right now, the biggest differences are her hair kills people. Mm -hmm. She... It was the moonflower, not the sunflower. Mm -hmm. And... Gina shows up rather than just Flynn. Mm-hmm. And arguably Maximus isn't a horse, which I think disappointed everyone. <laughs> he was the best part. Let's not lie. <laughs> Beyond that, there's not really anything different. Like, it's it's tangled. I, don't get me wrong, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> it's a little bit more in-depth in terms mm-hmm. of, like, you live in a castle, or a, a tower, not a castle. You're very limited in terms of absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. You don't have paper to paint on, so you paint the broom handle kind of thing. Things like her poking a tree, and it's hard. She didn't realize the trees were going to be hard. Yeah. I mean, you think. The fact that there's a a squirrel, and she calls it a moose. See, that was the thing I was confused about at first, because I was like, she kept talking about this moose that was in her tower, and I was like, how did a moose get into the tower? And then later (laughs) on, it says moose, and then in brackets, squirrel. Yeah. And I was like... Oh, she had a squirrel in her tower, not a moose. I had it pegged as chipmunk, not squirrel, but... Okay. Yeah. See, no, I was like... It's things like that where she just wouldn't have been familiar with anything that she couldn't see or didn't have a book for. She's just... Like, to me, in in the book, as opposed to the movie, she seems way more naive about Mm -hmm. the world and... And like but she, you also get her inner monologue, whereas you don't get yeah, that in the movie. You don't get that in the movie. That's true. But like, she just, yeah, she knows like literally nothing yeah. about how the world works, and it's sad. Like it's really no, it is. It's very sad the way that she has lived her life thus far. And Mother Gothel is <sighs> toxic. I hated Mother Gothel in the movie. I hate Mother Gothel in this book. She is terrible. I just hate Mother Gothel. The other thing that really bothers me is how they keep talking about Flynn Rider's nose. There's and the wanted a point posters. where I'm like, can we be done with this now? Yeah. Please. It bugged me in the movies also. In the movie. In the movie, it's mentioned, what, like three times? Four, maybe? I don't know. It's more of a aside as you run through the yeah. forest. They got my nose wrong. Move on. Yeah. This, I'm like, you're you're forcing it now? Yeah. Stop it, please. I, that part was bothering me also. Also, the Stabbingtons aren't in it as much as I figured they would be. No. Well, at least not yet. I not mean, they're yet. more the second half anyway, but... Yeah, they might come more, but um, it's interesting, like, kind of where we left off, she just sort of found out who she actually is. Mm-hmm. And so that, to me, like, in the movie, she sort of came upon that realization on her own. Yeah, she was back in the tower. She saw all the suns and went, oh, sun, got it. Yeah, but here somebody else told her mm-hmm. the story, and it was very interesting. I, yeah, I I enjoyed it. I have very mixed feelings about it so far, though. It's like, I liked not it, but... bad, but to be perfectly honest, I like Twisted Fairy Tales. I think the trope of taking something that someone's heard 15,000 times over... And turning it into a new story with new twists and new elements, mm-hmm. it's challenging. And it's difficult to do right. Mm-hmm. But it can be very good if mm-hmm. you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. This feels like Disney wants to make me. <laughs> like, so, these books... not, not to be cynical, but there's not enough... And no offense to Liz, um, but there's not enough creativity in it to make me think that this is the author's own mm. vision for mm. the book. At least not yet. She might turn the whole thing on a second half. I don't know. Um, but so far, it feels regurgitated Disney. Well, I mean, they are published by Disney, so... Yeah, and you can tell. And so they, the author maybe has very little creative control. Who knows? Well, that's the thing. I mean, right? I was very disappointed that we did not get the singing scene at the Snuggly Duckling. <laughs> I know. But how do you write singing? I mean, it's difficult to write that, I feel like. I mean, you could have thrown in something about Vladimir liking ceramic unicorns. Yeah. Like. I know. Like, 
she spent very little time there and like and then it got burnt down or something and she made one comment to one of the thugs there and he was like oh she understands me mm-hmm. and then later on they come and they like tell them oh these people are after you and like help them get away yeah kind of thing and i'm like how why after like that tiny little your loyalty she... to this random girl that wanders in mm-hmm. after a less than five minute conversation yeah. not even a conversation is slightly concerning and uh, mm-hmm. it makes me question your criminal status because well, i'm not hiring you because somebody talks to you for six minutes they got your loyalty now exactly that's the thing i just thought wow that was a really nice thing considering that the the amount of time that they actually spent with her mm-hmm. as opposed to in the movie where see and that's the problem they have a whole dance number <laughs> i think that's the problem with this book is because there's a movie you can't help but compare it right? yeah it's and so close it's so to the close yeah like they the could have one thing that I did enjoy. Sorry, did you want to finish? I was just gonna say they could have deviated a little bit more from the movie. That's I think that's what you're it. trying to say, right? I, I think being like they could have gone full villain here. Mm-hmm. That would have been awesome. Evil Rapunzel locking people up in a tower. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Worked for her for nineteen years. Um one of the things that I did like was the Queen's part of the story mm-hmm. where after she gives her child to a random stranger to raise in a tower. Mm -hmm. She then turns her focus to the orphanages and actually improving conditions and making sure those kids have what they need and that kind of thing. I think that was a good element of the story. Mm -hmm. Do I think we could have explored it a lot more? Definitely. Yeah. But it does make me question a little bit because Gina and Flynn were both in the orphanage as well. Mm -hmm. Gina got out just kind of right at the beginning as changes were being made. Mm-hmm. Flynn, I don't know if we know when he got out. I don't think we know. But if he'd been in for any length of time, like Flynn and Rapunzel are within five years of each other age-wise, I'd say. I don't he know. He should have experienced a little bit of the um, revamping <laughs> <laughs> that they're doing. Which kind of detracts from his original story a little bit, because then instead of being like, the, oh, I left my orphanage to go adventuring, yada yada, mm-hmm. it's, I left a place where they were now giving me warm blankets and more food, because I like stealing things. Yeah, that's true. I can see your point there. It undermines his story a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like he's definitely older, but by how much and... Yeah. Like, he wouldn't have left an orphanage if he's, let's say there's a five-year age difference. Mm-hmm. He would have been, like, maybe six or seven when the queen came along. Yeah, we can figure six or seven. He probably didn't run away till Run away at six or seven, generally. hope not. But it's hard to say. We don't get, like, we don't really get a ton of Flynn's backstory, or we haven't yet. I mean, I do like the addition of Gina. Mm -hmm. On the one hand, I'm a little bit confused because she's the only character really added so far. Well, Mm -hmm. sort of. But I do like the addition of her mother, being too late to take Rapunzel originally mm-hmm. and then finding Gina, raising her, and that whole shtick. Yeah. I do like that addition. Yeah. I'm hoping there's a bit more fleshing out of that whole mm-hmm. storyline. I do um, like Gina as a character. Also, I think yeah. she adds something to the story for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what happens with her at the end. Yep. Yeah, and it, like you say, it's interesting because her mom came to take Rapunzel and was too late, and then so she has Gina now instead, and, yeah. and now it all comes back around to her and so Mm -hmm. she's the one who tells Rapunzel uh, her history so like yeah I mean it's not horrible it's not a hard read for sure like no no it's not difficult it's very struggle through it no it's very easy to read uh that being said it is a lengthy book like it's well over 400 pages yeah but it's light like it's It's light it doesn't feel like a 400 page book it's a heavy (laughs) <laughs> when you lift it, it's a kind of a heavy book, and I'm like. Speaking of heavy things, <clears throat> why did they not fight with the frying pan? That's I know like the best part of the yeah, movie. Where I know, like I know, they mention her briefly practicing fighting with brooms and frying pans. Yeah, I'm like, but the frying pan was the best. I know, and she had to go seek him out. He didn't come mm-hmm. into her tower, which I was which also. I kind of feel they could have done a bit more with that storyline as well. Yeah, like I don't know. But I'm hoping the second half of the book is a lot better than the first. <laughs> Not because the first half is bad, but just it feels like it could have done a lot more. It could have been a lot better. Mm-hmm. So I read um, the other one that I've read from the series is the Ariel story. Mm. And so um, 
I kind of felt the same a little bit like it was good but it was like I tried the Aladdin mm -hmm. audiobook you lost me by the race to the market because I'm like I'll just go watch Aladdin yeah I also have the Beauty and the Beast one because that's my all-time favorite Disney movie Stockholm Syndrome <laughs> Anyways, sorry, trying <laughs> um, not to ruin your childhood. I have not yet read that one. Um, I'm almost afraid to now because well, this one's a little bit disappointing so far. Well, it's like I said at the beginning, I was enjoying it, but it's it's just like I mean, honestly, if I'm going twisted fairy tale, I want a twisted fairy tale, like really twisted around. This is kind of a fairy tale that you know did a half shrug. Like, it's not twisted in the slightest. <laughs> a slight turn. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. A curve. Like, Stepsisters, or Stepsister by Jennifer Donnelly. Brilliant. It is about Cinderella's stepsister, one of the ones that chopped her toes off so that fit her feet in slipper. Mm -hmm. And now she has wooden toes. And her story kind of passed, okay, my sister's a princess now, now what do I do? Kind of a thing. Much better. Not mm -hmm. fully twisted, but kind of an extension of a fairy tale. Lunar Chronicles. Twisted fairy tale. Mm -hmm. Like brilliant <clears throat> does a very good job of taking the fairy tale and making it something better mm -hmm. i would argue with this one that the original fairy tale is better than this book <laughs> i think i think if you look at it as this is a book that is clearly published by disney mm -hmm. disney probably is controlling the content so oh, disney controls the world <laughs> and uh so if you look at it through that lens yeah what you're getting is basically a Rapunzel story with a slight curve, mm -hmm. right? And is it going to end up the same way as Tangled did? Yes. I'm guessing probably yes, based on my past experience. Unless she becomes this. a future evil queen. Please let that be the case. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, like if you look at it through that lens, okay, it's a fine book. It's, it's a good book. It's like interesting enough to keep me reading. That being said, I did fall asleep yesterday while I was reading it, so... That seems to be the case with every book. <laughs> <laughs> I do fall asleep a lot when I read, it's true. Like, at this point, it's been what? Do a book about serial killers? Fall asleep. <laughs> Horror? Fall asleep. I mean, to be fair, that, that entire one was about falling asleep, so that... That one wasn't that really... That was brutal to get through. <laughs> yeah, okay. I fall asleep a lot when I read. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, like, it's good enough... Yeah. You know, like... But there's a point where I'm going, I want it to be better. And that's the problem I have with books <laughs> like this, where I'm like, it's good, but you could have made it so much more than what it is. Yeah. If only Disney didn't control the world. <laughs> or this book series, anyways. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, I want more than fine for a book. Yeah. For fine, I can go watch a two-hour Disney movie and call it good. Yeah. Because, quite honestly, at this point, I'm like, eh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. There's nothing really special about this compared to the Disney movie. And it's... I think it would be another thing, too, if, like... Like, her hair, she has to actually, like, really concentrate for it in order for it to kill somebody. Right? Yeah, like, like, she still has to sing a song. Yeah. She has to do something. And it's, and it's not like, well, if you touch her hair, you're going to instantly die. Yeah. And so, like... It's very... They took a good idea and then went halfway with it. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess if you're comparing it to the original, she has to sing a song in order for her hair to work mm -hmm. then also, right? So it just works and it, it kills instead of heals. Yeah. It's just the opposite. The opposite thing of what her, her original hair does. Mm -hmm. But they don't really flesh out that either. Yeah. Like, in terms it's... of... What are the powers of your hair? What are the limits of your hair? Does it have bullet immunity? Like, come on. Bullet immunity. Well, I watched Shazam the other weekend. <laughs> I don't think she knows, though, either. Like, she's just afraid because yeah, she's that's scared of her hair. what she's been taught her whole life, to be afraid of herself. The question that I have is, okay, in Tangled, the hair that gets cut turns brown and loses its magic. Cool. But she still has the powers. Sort of. In this one, she's told that if she her hair gets cut she dies there's no evidence for that so far like take a little bit off see what happens do you start feeling sickly like do you have to lose the whole head can you kind of go like funky mohawk like i've got questions i know that's the thing too i'm like why doesn't she just cut it mm -hmm. so yeah. i don't know no i like, i know i had that thought also with the original tangled it makes sense not to cut your hair when it's that long mm -hmm. because it's got healing power. There's some, you know, mm -hmm. good in that. Yep. 
I mean, there's a point where if I'm stuck in a tower and my hair kills people, I'm kind of going like, ah, chop it up. I'm sick of this anyway. Yeah. Like, also... But, I, I, I mean, that'd be a very short story. That's true. In a fit of despondency, at the age of 16, Rapunzel chopped off her hair and died. End of story. Now we move on to Pascal. Pascal lived a wonderful life. <laughs> But she didn't always have Pascal either. She just found him no, when she, she left the tower. Barely got Pascal. I do like the little points from Pascal's point of view, where he's like, "I was full and I'm warm. I'm staying here." <laughs> <laughs> but there was one part where it talks about how it took her like six hours to fully like brush out and do yeah. her hair. And when she when she washes her hair, she beats it against the side of the tower. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you just undid all your yeah, I know, I know. I thought, oh man. And I, it's, for me, it wouldn't be worth it to have that hair. I would nope. Just say, get rid of it. Forget it. Let's chop her, chop her off. Although Mother Gothla has done very well at instilling the fear of God in her. Like, true, true. You know, she just, she's just afraid of everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about Mother Gothel still having, like, the having the sunflower. Is it sunflower? Sunflower. Sundrop flower. Sundrop flower. There we go. Um, and still staying young. Like, I know it's kind of part of the original story, but it kind mm-hmm. of feels like if you're still staying young, like, do you really want to sell this kid with the deadly hair that bad? Yeah. Like, she it honestly doesn't even sound like she's asking that much for Rapunzel. Yeah, 50 gold coins, she was yeah, like. I'm like, Ooh, 50 gold coins. I will take your kingdom, please. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, mean, I don't know. She's not very good at business. No. Well, maybe 50 gold coins is a lot. I don't know what their currency is. It doesn't explain the currency and how it works. If what I'm being paid for somebody's deadly hair doesn't come in a wheelbarrow, it's not enough. <laughs> it's deadly hair. I know the weapon I have. Don't try and cheat me. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The other thing I found kind of interesting was it talked about her learning to control herself, mm-hmm. which is a theme that's very... Um, prevalent in Frozen. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, okay, now we're just stealing from other stories also. Well, there was a point, too, where I'm like, you have to control yourself. How's about we don't sing any special songs? Yeah. Yep, that'll do it. (laughs) Maybe we just cut off the hair. Oh. Like... I don't know. I I don't believe that she'll die when her hair gets cut. No, she won't. It's Disney. I I know. You only die falling from a tower. That's the rules. And also only the bad guys die in Disney. Exactly. So. I don't know. It's fine. (laughs) Honestly, that's my takeaway from it so far. It's fine. It's really interesting because until I actually started talking about it, I thought that I really liked this book. And now that we're... No, it's not you. (laughs) I was like, but this, and then there's this, and also this, and... I feel bad because it's like, Janine's full of happiness and cheer. And then she talks to Jess. <laughs> well, <laughs> and it's not. It's, now the world is dark and gloomy. <laughs> it's not that, but it's just the more that I think about it, like. The more holes open up. Yeah, yep. exactly. And it's just not quite. I mean, like I said, it's a good enough book. It's good enough. Like, put it this way. This is what, junior fiction? YA. YA. Well, it shouldn't be. Um <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's nothing about that book that makes a YA other than the fact she's 19. Yeah. Um, they don't even do good crimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, he, he, he did of. steal a, a crown. Boo-hoo. Um, <laughs> she wasn't using it. Arguably, <laughs> he, he, he repossessed it and gave it back to its rightful owner. True. Flynn is a repo man. That's big. <laughs> repo. <laughs> we should call him Flynn Repo. Flynn Repo. Flynn Rider. I was going to say, as a junior fiction book, this book is fine. Because you're kind of looking at somebody watching Tangled and then going, oh, do you know what? That's good. As a YA, I'm kind of disappointed. Like, I thought this was junior fiction. I'm like, okay, you know, is it full of plot holes? Sure. Is it not great? Sure. Is it fine for a junior fiction retelling of a Disney tale? Mm -hmm. Sure. Now that it's YA, well. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. We're going to be here for a while, people. (laughs) No, like, it's, it's disappointing. Like, this, this is not going to appeal to teenagers. Some teenager, like a young teenager. But it's still, I feel like at that age, you're looking for something, I don't want to say darker, because that makes it sound like moody teenagers. More advanced. Mm. We'll put it that way. More advanced than the original tale. This isn't it. Not yet. This is on the same plane as the original tale. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Without the fun dancing and ceramic unicorn. Yeah. And the funny horse. And the funny horse. He should not have removed the funny horse. Mm Mm-hmm. 
That was uh, an error. Terrible move. Terrible move. Big error. So I think we've already kind of made it clear. We think that everything will turn out happily ever after. It's Disney. How they're going to get there, we'll see. There will be some sort of betrayal because there usually is. Or misunderstanding yeah of a not betrayal but they think is a betrayal yeah right yep um i really hope there's twists in the second one (laughs) like i guess we'll see what uh there's enough book left that it could turn good (laughs) it could turn better it could turn better (laughs) it could turn into a twisted tail (laughs) instead of a curved tail yes That just sounds weird. Well, I mean, if you think about a curve as on the way to a twist. Yeah, yeah. Right? What else? A bendy tail. A bendy tail. (laughs) Uh, But at this point, I don't have a whole lot of hope for it. (laughs) Well, that's interesting because before we started, you also said you liked both these books. I do like it. Like, (laughs) it's fine. I'm just a little bit disappointed. Like, when there's so many opportunities to make it great, Mm -hmm. why settle for just good enough? Yeah, well... Make this book great again. <laughs> I will also be selling a merch with my mugshot on it. <laughs> that should date when this was recorded pretty well. <laughs> and now we've lost Janine. <laughs> I was imagining not your mugshot, but someone else's. <laughs> which would also be very funny. But anyways. Yeah. Well, I we'll read the next half and go from there, I guess. Any other thoughts before we... No, I just hope there's more twists and turns and <laughs> it gets twisty, not straightened out. <laughs> and we're back with part two of What Once Was Mine by Liz Braswell. So, <laughs> what did you think in the end? I liked the second half a lot better. Did you? Honestly. Okay. The first half was basically like, you could watch Tangled and you'd get the same thing. Yeah. Like with the exception of Gina. And the hair. The hair being a different... And the hair being a The murder color. hair. The murder hair, yeah. Like, it was basically... It, it's pretty much the same. The second half, they deviated from it. Yeah. Which I enjoyed. The captain being obsessed with horses. Tad odd. The captain being turned into a horse. <laughs> even odder. Yes. I agree. But, as a general thing, I enjoyed the second half more than the first. Okay. So. I don't know if I would say the same. I felt like it, the book was too long for my taste. It kind of dragged a bit for me in the end. For me, they could have, like, cut the first half in half. Mm-hmm. Because there was a lot of, like, it's Rapunzel. Yeah, we know. We've yeah. seen Tangle. Yeah. Right? Like, like you're they not... could have cut down that part. You're not going to read this book if you're not familiar with. No, not I don't really. think. Like, this is a book for Disney fans. Pretty much. I think. Oh. So, I just felt like... This girl is so naive, and I I get that she's been locked in a tower, but she had books, right? So when she was out walking and there was a fox, and she thought it was a bear. Well, we don't know that they had illustrations. That's what I was wondering. Like, did none of her books have pictures? Like, how could she, you know, how, I don't know. It's one of those things, I think she just filled in the blanks. Like, yeah, I guess. Depending on if the pictures had a label, and it was a tale about a fox and a bear, you could go, well, that one must be the bear, and that one must be the fox. I guess. So... I guess that's true. I just, like, after a while, her... It gets a little bit aggravating. It was a little... Like, honey, ketchup. Yeah. Yeah. But... I mean, I think the way her powers work was a lot more interesting in the second half Mm -hmm. than the first. Because in the first, it's like, murder hair! Yeah. And the second, it's like, no, no, it actually works with the different phases of the moon. And each Mm -hmm. phase has a different power, essentially. Yeah. So, was it full moon? Her hair is the most lethal... Think so. Or new moon hair is most lethal. Um, yeah, new moon, I think. But different phases did different things. Mm-hmm. So one of them was um, returned whatever her hair was touching to its former state. So a uh, mug became clay. Yeah. And that kind of thing. And a rock just stays a rock because apparently a rock does not have a former state. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that yeah. part, they actually made it its own story a lot more. Yeah. Whereas the first half was basically just, and we changed the hair color, does that not count? Yeah. That's true. Also, they did not talk about Flynn's nose once in the second half, which I really appreciated because, yeah, too much focus on the nose. Yeah, enough of the schnoz already, dude. (laughs) I do have to say, I think Gina is actually my favorite character in the book. She was just a lot of fun. Gina and Pascal, because Pascal, to a point, I'm just like, yeah, no, I'd like to just hang out in the sun. That sounds like fun. (laughs) 
I'm cool with that. Yeah. I want to be the lizard in this story. <laughs> and he did have personality. Yeah, yeah. Which he does in the movie, too, but I feel like it was a little bit more in the book, his personality. His personality, yes, but at the same time, he wasn't, like, full-on, like, Disney character. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, no, I can do pretty much everything but talk. Yeah. Where it's like, mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> It didn't kind of take you out of the book because it's like, oh, all of a sudden we have this talking thing, whereas the goats were basically still just goats. Yeah, that's so. true. But what did you think of the, uh, oh, who is the lady, what's her face? Bathory? Bathory, yes. What do you think of her? Ugh, gross. The bathing in blood? You. That, I'm like, okay, this is YSYA. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. I understand this rating now. There was, and also, like... It got a little more romancy in the second half, and like, yeah, probably it would be okay, but it was. It is one of those where I'm like, they kept it low key enough where I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. And she didn't spend her entire second half of the book pining for him. No, it's more like just like, mm, yes, he's nice. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, that lady Bathory was just she was something else. It is a twist I don't mind, but at the same time is one where I'm like. Wow, this is very un-Disney of you. It's very dark. Very dark. Yeah, there was some very dark parts in the second half. And when it's things like uh, they're, they're riding through the town and there's no women because she's killed them all. We're like, okay. <laughs> no maidens. New maidens, pardon me, yes. There's a couple old hags. Yeah. Because that's all you are. You, your only options in Disney are maiden or old hag. Yeah. Well, I think the girls had to be like... Yeah, she had her uh, criteria. Yeah. Yeah. Young girls who were, uh, I don't want to say pure, but... I hate that <laughs> it's word. It's the only word I can think of. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. So yeah, there's no young women. And she had a girl in the castle working for her... Meg Magda, was that her name? Magda, I think, yeah. And like she was just dead in her eyes because she knew what was going to happen to her. And yeah. she just kind of had resigned herself to her fate. Didn't try to escape or anything. She was just like, okay, this is my lot in life and i'm going to die yeah so that was that part for me was kind of sad like yeah but it was accurately portrayed in terms of yeah well no it was like accurate you, that would be that would be the fate essentially i know so. but that's why it was sad right because yeah. it was accurate and but that's the thing like they went a lot farther with all the characters in the second half which yeah. i mean you kind of expect yeah but at the same time the first half of the book and the second half of the book frankly feel like a little bit two different stories kind of because the second half is like i have powers i'm discovering how they work i made this journey to this ring of stones and threw food at things <laughs> that was weird <laughs> on the one hand i kind of get it because it's like she saw other people left food so she's trying to figure out yeah how the offering thing worked um but it kind of took all of the little like bits of the first half that were pretty much the book or pretty much the movie mm-hmm and actually went way farther with them. Which, if it hadn't gone that way and stuck more to the traditional... Like, there was no floating lanterns. No. Which I didn't mind them getting rid of. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah, cool, fine, whatever. They didn't meet her parents until the very end. Yeah. Well, that's like the movie, though. Yeah, but, like, the Stabbingtons they, were very small part. They were only mentioned. I don't think they were ever... There was maybe one part in the first half where they came came up yeah they were kind of just they weren't the big bads after all no well, i mean mother golfel's the big bad but <laughs> even that mother golfel kind of just fizzled but i did talk about somebody picked the sunflower the sunflower starflower sunflower i think sunflower i think sunflower. and then flower. you could hear her screams as she yeah poofed because <laughs> that's the only way to die in disney is poofing well that's how she she yeah. just sort of disintegrates well when Doesn't you're that she? old and yeah. you're powers cut off you will poof <laughs> well essentially when you've slowed down your aging to that point you're just increasing your aging to the point where you're now dust yeah so I wonder how they'd work with a dinosaur did they turn into like petroleum i don't know we don't need to go on that tangent <laughs> <laughs> one thing i noticed and i'm not sure if this was intentional or what the reason was but when she was writing she would say flynn in one sentence and then the next sentence she would call him rider Mm-hmm. And so she would go back and forth between the two. And I was like, what is the purpose of that? Why can't we just be consistent and call him one thing? 
It I don't just know. seemed really. I didn't notice that. There was one part, especially where it was like Flynn here and then Ryder in like two sentences below, hmm. and I just thought that's weird. Yeah. I don't. It's not really a big deal. It just yeah. was something I thought. I wondered why. Yeah. She had done that because. That's the thing. Like last names tend to be used. Not not in every book, obviously, but depending on the situation, tends to be more of a impersonal, you know, yeah. the guard is shouting, Ryder, as opposed to Flynn. Yeah. Like, it's... It just seems It odd. has a use, essentially, mm-hmm. in writing. Yeah. Versus first name versus last name, so, I don't know. Yeah, no, to me, it just seemed odd, and it's not really a big deal. It was just something I... Yeah, yeah. Picked like up on a few times. Names thought. that are spelled too close together, that drives me bonkers. Mm-hmm. So... But, no, like, it's... I feel like they should have taken the second half of the book and added more detail, and just the first half could be like, you've seen the movie, you know what happens, now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. And I I still think they could have cut out all the hospital stuff with the brother and the sister. Although, I don't know if you had this in yours, but there was an author's note at the end. Mm -hmm. Did you read it? Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> so once you read that, it makes more sense because her sister had cancer and her sister is like 10 years younger than her or something like that. Okay. Yeah. I read enough of that, but I got yeah. bored and I stopped reading. <laughs> I know. I did. I kind of skimmed. But then, so when I read that, I was. <laughs> this isn't a Lorraine McDaniels book. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I used to love those books. I did not. Sick lit. That's why I always think I have cancer now, though. Because <laughs> all those characters had cancer. But anyway, um,. So I think maybe that's why she presented it that way with yeah. the hospital thing, because probably had something to do with her sister. Probably. To me, it honestly just felt like Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. But, you know, not as good as Princess not Bride. Not as good. Because there's no rodents of unusual size. No. I, I kind of feel like this book needs an editor. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not bad. Yeah. But I kind of feel like they should have taken the second half and made it at the very least three quarters of the book. Because by the end of it, we still don't know what our, all her powers are. Yeah, that's true. Like, we don't know what they all do. Mm-hmm. We know she can probably heal. Mm-hmm. It's most likely fine. Uh, we know she can turn a dude into a horse. Yeah. And or a lizard into another lizard. Pascal into a chameleon. Or chameleon, if you're not. <laughs> I prefer Pascal as a chameleon. But <laughs> I think I may say it that way from now on. It sounds... Chameleon sounds like, mm, there's a chameleon in the garden. Go squish it. As opposed to a chameleon is a majestic creature that can change its color, blends in, and is actually a spy for the French. <laughs> I think you went a little too far with that last one there. Hmm, you don't but, think you know, spy for the French? But no. chameleon is impressive. Yes. Chameleon is, yeah, that one over there. <laughs> anyway, that's my animal tangent for the time. <laughs> oh, anyway. goodness. My question with that, though, is, so Max was turned into a horse. Because he really likes horses. Yes. And we won't, we'll leave it at that. Yep. We won't talk about how much he likes horses anymore. Um, so is, does her power, like, she didn't know he wanted to be a horse. No. So at whatever phase in the moon, does her power turn somebody into what they want to be the most? Yeah, I don't know. Because he wanted to be a horse, even if he didn't know he wanted to be a horse. And Pascal turned into a chameleon. So did Pascal really want to be a chameleon? As opposed to your garden variety lizard? Like Yeah, I that's the thing. I have questions. They never fully explained her powers or explored that. Like she spent some time with the uh good good wife. Good wife, yep. And practicing or trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. But the I also feel like the good wife knew more than she told her and yeah. I that bothered me. I was like, just tell her. Like why why can't you Stop just playing tell these her? games the kid's been through enough? I know, right? Like she's been in a tower, locked in a tower for nineteen years. Just give her the answers that she wants. Yeah. Why can't why is that so hard? I took issue with that. Yeah, yeah. So I also took issue with the use of the word noogie. Which you also probably didn't notice. No, I did not. It was in one of the hospital scenes with the brother and the sister. And oh, one of yes. them was giving the other one a noogie and I was like, yes, Really? I remember that now. Do people still do that? Like, that's from the 80s. It sounds like a very 80s, 90s thing to do. Yes, it was. I mean, I may have dispensed a few in my time, but... Yeah, but... I also had a little brother who was just dying for it. But, like, it's not a word you hear no, anymore, no. really. I don't think. I don't. Maybe it's... I don't hang a lot around with a lot of grade school kids, but I feel like it's kind of died off and they're now... Unless know. boys, maybe because I have girls. I don't know, but... I don't know. We don't... 
We don't talk about noogies. It, it was a bit of a dated term. Yes. Yeah. And again, not really a big deal in the overall story. <laughs> Just something I thought, oh, noogie? Really? That's where we're at? Yeah, that was a bit odd. But overall, like... I did find it very interesting with her powers when she unmade the castle. Mm-hmm. I wanted more details. Yeah. Because it was like she used her hair, did her magic thingy, whatever. And she was unmaking rooms, so walls disappeared. And by the sounds of it, some like shrunk down or something. Mm-hmm. And kind of, yeah. I wanted a whole lot more detail there. Yeah. Because it was kind of just, I don't know. They, they did the, oh, it's just magic. Poof. <laughs> it all happened very fast at yeah. the end. Like, even with the battle and it felt like she was approaching a word count yeah like oh we gotta wrap things up now yeah yeah that's i didn't yeah all of a sudden i was like oh we're done okay like the entire thing could have just been like i said it needs an editor just to better editor a better editor (laughs) a better a better editor (laughs) (laughs) it's monday it's bad day um (laughs) someone just to cut down that first half and go okay no this is interesting here expound upon this because i want to know yeah. Every phase of the moon, what's your power? Yeah. I want to know, how do you unmake a castle? Yeah. Tell me more. Like, details, please. If I was details. editing that book, I would have written, tell me more. Yeah. Take this out. Remove the goats. They're getting a bit superfluous. <laughs> you didn't like the goats? Yeah, goats were fine, but there's a point where I'm like, honey, stop hanging out with goats so much. <laughs> that's true. We don't snuggle with goats. No. Quite no, frankly, that's smelly. disgusting. Yes. <laughs> was walking my daughter to the bus stop this morning and our neighbors came out and were walking with us and they have a little boy he's four he's like it smells like dirty animal out here <laughs> I just laugh you need to shampoo your neighborhood goat <laughs> well it's just a wet smell yeah. right yeah and so but the, that but that was the first thing that he thought of he's a funny kid anyway uh, some of them are that's an aside yeah. The one thing I didn't expect that kind of came out of the blue and felt a little bit tacked on, the fact that Gina and Flynn are siblings. Yes. I was kind of confused at that part because Rapunzel was like, I have a sister. And I'm like, no, you're not married yet, honey. Don't. He could dump you any minute. So I was confused because I was like, Yeah, no, they? that caught me too because I'm like, uh, no, you're not. <laughs> no. Uh, no, you don't. Um, Flynn, you may want to run now. Yeah, I know. I was... I read that part, like, a few times mm-hmm. to try and understand, am I misreading? No, it's just the assumption how... that the first man, literally the first man she ran into, she'd marry. Well, they were in love. In love. <laughs> and so, yeah, I was confused. I reread it, and I thought, okay, she must mean, because she thinks she's going to marry Flynn. <laughs> Which sure came as a surprise to Flynn. <laughs> Although, you know, he had to get the crown somehow, so... He... Yeah, you know. But... No, that felt a little bit... Yeah, I agree. Well, and there was something along the lines of Rapunzel, oh, that's why I always think their faces look the same. Where I'm like, did you mention that even once? Not once. I do not remember that coming up at all. They must have edited that part out. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, again, I think more could be done there. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. glad at the end that Gina gets to go on her adventures because... Rapunzel was really going for the, uh, no, we're all living here happily ever after in the castle. And Gina goes, uh, nope, I'm going to be going. Bye. So I'm glad for her because yep. uh, I get the feeling living in the castle would be a fresh version of hell for her. <laughs> but the whole, th- I don't know. My, I like the idea of this book. I like the concept. Mm-hmm. The execution is somewhat lacking. And my word, we need more information on some stuff and way less information on the other stuff. Yeah. Like for my part... The whole her morning routine in the castle could have been summed up in a lovely two-minute song. <laughs> and then I brush and brush and brush and brush my hair. Sorry, we have these CDs. They're called Story and Song, and it's like songs from the movie and then the story. Mm. And uh, we have a few of them, but the one that has stuck is Rapunzel. Mm. And it is almost always in our car CD player. <laughs> Not that it's always playing, but... We've listened to that CD many a time. It could be worse. It could be Lion King. Oh my goodness. The middle school in Morden did Lion King in the spring, and my daughter was in it, and 
We've been hearing a lot of Lion King songs. Now you understand my hatred of Lion King. Oh, I never have loved it. I mean, yeah. they kill off parents. I know. Willy-nilly there, so. Willy. Just one parent. <laughs> but yes. Do they not kill the mother as well? Nope. My favorite part of Lion King, the only part of Lion King that I like, is the fact that the opening song, um, if you actually translate it, it basically comes down to, uh, oh, there's a lion coming. Oh, yes, it's a lion. <laughs> Which is brilliant. <laughs> I love that part of it. <laughs> so anyway. What were we talking about? I don't recall. Do you want to read the uh, original Rapunzel story? Yes. Because that's the one that I grew up with. So for our fun fact today, we're going to have story time. So uh, snuggle in, <laughs> grab a warm beverage if you like, take a pause, grab your beverage, get all cozy. And I'm going to tell you the story of Rapunzel. There once lived a man and his wife who had long wished for a child, but in vain. Now there was at the back of their house a little window which overlooked a beautiful garden full of the finest vegetables and flowers. But there was a high wall all around it, and no one ventured into it, for it belonged to a witch of great might, and of whom all the world was afraid. One day, when the wife was standing at the window and looking into the garden, she saw a bed filled with the finest rampion, and it looked so fresh and green that she began to wish for some. And at length, she longed for it greatly. This went on for days, and as she knew she could not get the rampion, she pined away and grew pale and miserable. Then the man was uneasy and asked, What is the matter, dear wife? Oh, answered she, I shall die unless I can have some of that rampion to eat that grows in the garden at the back of our house. The man, who loved her very much, thought to himself, Rather than lose my wife, I will get some rampion, cost what it will. So in the twilight, he climbed over the wall into the witch's garden, plucked hastily a handful of rampion, and brought it to his wife. She made a salad of it at once and ate of it to her heart's content. But she liked it so much and it tasted so good that the next day she longed for it thrice as much as she had done before. If she was to have any rest, the man must climb over the wall once more. So he went in the twilight again, and as he was climbing back, he saw all at once the witch standing before him and was terribly frightened as she cried with angry eyes. How dare you climb over into my garden like a thief and steal my rampion? I shall, it shall be the worst for you. Oh, answered he, be merciful rather than just. I have only done it through necessity for my wife saw your rampion out the window and became possessed with so great a longing that she would have died if she could not have had some to eat. Then the witch said, if it is all as you say, you may have as much rampion as you like on one condition. The child that will come into the world must be given to me. It shall go well with the child, and I will care for it like a mother. In his distress of mind, the man promised everything, and when the time came when the child was born, the witch appeared. And giving the child the name of Rapunzel, which is the same as Rampion, she took it away with her. Rapunzel was the most beautiful child in the world. When she was 12 years old, the witch shut her up in a tower in the midst of a wood, and it had neither steps nor door, only a small window above. When the witch, witch wished to be let in, she would stand below and would cry, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. Rapunzel had beautiful long hair that shone like gold. When she heard the voice of the witch, she would undo the fastening of the upper window, unbind the plates of her hair, and let it down 20 ells below and the witch would climb up by it. After they had lived thus a few years, it happened that as the king's son was riding through the wood, he came to the tower, and as he drew near, he heard a voice singing so sweetly that he stood still and listened. It was Rapunzel in her loneliness trying to pass away the time with sweet songs. The king's son wished to go into her and sought to find a door in the tower, but there was none. So he rode home, but the song had entered into his heart, and every day he went into the wood and listened to it. Once, as he was standing there under a tree, he saw the witch come up and listened while she called out, Oh, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. Then he saw how Rapunzel let down her long tresses and how the witch climbed up by them and went into her, and he said to himself, Since that is the ladder, I will climb it and seek my fortune. And the next day, as soon as it began to grow dusk, he went to the tower and cried, Oh, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. And she let down her hair, and the king's son climbed up by it. Sorry, as an aside, did she not notice that the voice was different? I was just going to say. <laughs> Sorry. No, the witch had a cold. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, back to the story. Rapunzel was greatly terrified when she saw that a man had come into her, for she had never seen one before. 
story. But the king's son began speaking so kindly to her and told her, told how her singing had entered into his heart so that he could have no peace until he had seen her herself. Then Rapunzel forgot her terror, and when he asked her to take him for her husband, and she saw that he was young and beautiful, she thought to herself, I certainly like him much better than old Mother Gothel. And she put her hand into his hand, saying, I would willingly go with you, but I do not know how I shall get out. When you come, bring each time a silken rope, and I will make a ladder. And when it is quite ready, I will get down by it out of the tower, and you shall take me away on your horse. They agreed that he should come to her every evening, as the old woman came in the daytime. So the witch knew nothing of all of this, until once Rapunzel said to her unwittingly, Mother Gothel, how is it that you climb up here so slowly, and the king's son is with me in a moment? Oh, wicked child, cried the witch. What is this I hear? I thought I had hidden you from all the world, and you have betrayed me. In her anger, she seized Rapunzel by her beautiful hair, struck her several times with her left hand, and then grasping a pair of shears in her right, snip, snap, the beautiful locks lay on the ground. And she was so hard-hearted that she took Rapunzel and put her in a waste and desert place, where she lived in great woe and misery. The same day on which she took Rapunzel away, she went back to the tower in the evening, and made fast the severed locks of hair to the window hasp. And the king's son came and cried, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. Then she let the hair down, and the king's son climbed up. But instead of his dearest Rapunzel, he found the witch looking at him with wicked, glittering eyes. Aha, she cried, mocking him. You came for your darling, but the sweet bird sits no longer in the nest and sings no more. The cat has got her and will scratch out your eyes as well. Rapunzel is lost to you. You will see her no more. The king's son was beside himself with grief, and in his agony he sprang from the tower. He escaped with life, but the thorns on which he fell put out his eyes. Then he wandered blind through the wood, eating nothing but roots and berries, and doing nothing but lament and weep for the loss of his dearest wife. So he wandered several years in misery, until at last he came to the desert place where Rapunzel lived with her twin children that she had borne, a boy and a girl. At first he heard a voice that he thought he knew, and when he reached the place from which it seemed to come, Rapunzel knew him, and fell on his neck and wept. And when her tears touched his eyes, they became clear again, and he could see with them as well as ever. Then he took her to his kingdom, where he was received with great joy, and there they lived long and happily. The end. <laughs> see, that's the one that I grew up with. I have never heard that version before. Yeah, it's not Disney. It's the original it's Brothers Grimm. It's really not. And it's very interesting. I mean, some of the facts are kind of... Uh, like, he came up to the tower uh, after hearing her sing once. I want to marry you. Yeah. Okay, yep. I will marry you. It, it's a bit uh, <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, and then they're both idiots. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it does have the happily ever after ending, which... Yeah, but it takes a little bit longer to get to than a, Disney. Takes you know, somebody goes blind and gets pregnant halfway through it. Yes. Also, the the pregnant part. Like, in that time... What else are you going to do in a tower? Well, I know, but that's just unusual for the time in which the story was written. No. No? Really? I mean, not unusual for it to have happened, but is it not unusual to write about it? No. No? You... Okay. I don't read... Read the original Sleeping Beauty. You're not going to like the prince after. Okay. He's a wee bit of a... Sleeping Beauty is not... I've never been like... It's creepy. Oh, Sleeping Beauty. It's, it's weird. It's creepy. It's weird. I read a, like a retelling kind of of it. It was also very weird. I did not enjoy it. Well, if you think about it, like Snow White, for example, she dies after eating the apple or falls into a coma, either or. And then a dude comes along and goes, Ah! Dead girl! And kisses her. Like... Dude, you're kind of weird. That's gross. You're you're creepy. Yeah. We don't want to have an happily ever after with you. Our happily ever after specifically does not include you. <laughs> like, yeah, why are you kissing dead people? It's a little bit weird. It's a little gross. Yeah. Yeah. And Sleeping Beauty, also her parents essentially auctioning her off while she sleeps and going, oh, yeah, you sure, you can kiss my daughter. Oh, you want to kiss her too? Sure. You, you just, just form a line here, boys. Form a line. Like, it's... Yeah, these fairy tales are messed up. Yep. Everything has been very Disneyified. Yeah. Um, well, the originals are generally a titch more horrific. Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know if my... This is traumatizing for a child. Yeah. Especially to find out that you've essentially been named Romaine after the fact your mother was craving lettuce while you were pregnant and really wanted a Caesar salad. Like, 
That's... In, or in this case, rampion. Rampion, yes. I think ramps are actually like garlic. No, I don't know for sure. I thought so, but some form of garlic or onion or something. Yeah. But, but anyway. Like, it's essentially... I'd be like me, naming my kid Pickles. <laughs> like, pickles ice cream. Pretty much. Pretty much. Like, kind of weird. And me also trading my child for some Pickles. Because, you know, I really want Pickles. But Had it turns out I'm not pickles. a fan of the kid. Yeah. Like, I know. There was a thing once, one of the times I was pregnant on, like, Facebook or something. If your child was named after the last snack you ate, what would they be named? And mine was popcorn. <laughs> Even the husband, where it's like, you seriously traded your kid because your wife wouldn't leave you alone about her pregnancy cravings? I know. And how did the wife feel about that? Because she had no say. Like, I'd be peeved. I would be also. I would want to rethink my decision of whether I wanted the rampions that badly. Yeah. How many more times can I say rampion? Rampion. It's a weird word, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but... Rampion. 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 Rampion chameleon. (laughs) <laughs> we'll go with that. That's who you should name your firstborn child. Chameleon. Rampion Chameleon. Oh, Rampion Chameleon. You have to marry somebody French for that. No, you wouldn't have to. Mm. <laughs> this is Jim Bob Rampion Chameleon. <laughs> no, seriously, people often ask me if I'm French when they hear my name. Or not really? often, but sometimes. Because hmm. I guess it must be a French name. I'm the farthest thing from French as you could possibly get, so. <laughs> no, that would be British. No. Okay, I'm not British. Well, let's not get into the politics of the era. Yeah. Anyway, yes. that's another aside. But, but like, this, the original Rapunzel story is relatively close-ish to Tangled. Like, obviously, Tangled tones it way down. Mm-hmm. There's no prince in Tangled, either. No prince. Instead, there's a rapscillion. <laughs> Are we, we going to Frenchify everything? <laughs> absolutely. No, absolument. Absolument. Um, but it's if you read this story and you watched Tangled, you could kind of connect the two. Yeah. Like there's some, but I've read the original story, uh, the original fairy tale for, and then there's like the Disney version where it's like, yeah, no, not at all, mm-hmm. not even close. You you stole the name. Yeah. Like Frozen, for example. Technically based on a Hans Christian Andersen story. Of the Snow Queen. Of the Snow Queen, where I'm like, yeah, yeah no, not even it's close. not like that at all. Not even close. No. So. There are other versions of this story, too, and mm-hmm. some of them are just as dark, if not a little bit darker than this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, if you're interested, I would say check them out. And uh, I'd say check out every... If you are interested in Disney at all, check out the original stories for all of the classics. Yeah. Because... It puts the entire Disney thing in a whole new light. Unless you'd like to maintain your innocence, in which case, I guess, fine. Just keep with Disney. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I find the source material interesting because, mm-hmm. let's be real, it, even Tangled, it's a messed up tale. Mm-hmm. Snow White, it's messed up. Yeah. Like, Disney stories, or the Disney versions of fairy tales are at their very heart messed up. Yeah. Like, Cinderella, her sister's cutting off their toes to fit in the slipper. Like... I don't want to fit a shoe that can, can badly. Can you imagine any of your siblings going, yes, I'm going to permanently defigure myself because I want your Xbox. <laughs> like, no. no. It's messed up. But the source material often, I don't want to say clarifies it, but does have a little bit more, gives a little bit, bit more context to mm-hmm. the things where Disney just happily skips past. Yeah. So. Which, I mean, they're trying to produce happiness <laughs> for small children. <laughs> Serotonin. <laughs> like they're they're definitely making it a little bit more kid friendly. Although, let's be real, a lot of the stuff is still messed up. <laughs> I mean, if you if you made Rapunzel as the actual Brothers Grimm version of Rapunzel, and you left the theater, guaranteed your kid would ask, "Mommy, did you ever sell me for a Caesar salad?" <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. On that note, I have to say I was really looking forward to reading this book, and I was a little disappointed. It's not horrible. It's just... I was less disappointed after the second half than yeah. I was after the first half. Well, that's good. The second half redeemed it a bit for me. Yeah. Like I said 15 times, I th- it, it feels a little bit like a first draft. Yeah. Like it needs to be edited, like it could really use a nice harsh editor. It could use some work, for sure. But considering the first half was basically like, why am I reading this? I could watch the movie. Yeah. It was a bit better. And it made it a little bit more its own story as opposed to just copying. Right. So. 
but any yeah. final thoughts um i don't know this is the second book i've read from this series and the second one that i was kind of like meh at the end so i don't mm. know i think for younger readers i think it's one of those things where if you're a hardcore disney fan this book will be fine for you I think if you are more of a fan of twisted fairy tales than the original fairy tale or the Disney version of a fairy tale, this book isn't for you. It's because there's better, better versions out there. It's curved. I wouldn't call it twisted. No, no. (laughs) Like Marissa Meyer's Lunar Chronicles. I think I mentioned them in the first half. Read those. They're way better. Like Cinderella's a cyborg for crying out loud. It's great. (laughs) So, but all in all, not horrible, not a favorite. It was adequate. <laughs> That's basically it. Like, it's fine. Yeah. I, I need more details on a lot of things, and I never like ending a book where I'm like, I need more details because, yeah. well, then I just keep thinking about it. But it was the second half redeemed it enough that I would say that if you like fairy tales, sure, read it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Overwhelmingly rather meh. <laughs> So that's what we thought of the book. But those are just our opinions, of course. Uh, We'd like to hear yours, so leave us a comment. Thanks for joining us for Between the Lines. And thanks for editor Linda. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.